Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. What a crazy week we had. It started out on Monday when we got the crop progress numbers and many questioning that 11% jump we saw in the state of Illinois. We had a WASDE report that came out on Thursday and everything that's been mashed up in between with some very nice export sales coming into the United States. We're going to take a look at all of that as we get ready to prep for another trade week coming up as Sue Martin joins us. She's with Ag and Investment out of Clarion, Iowa. So first I want to start with the crop progress of Monday, Sue. That 11% jump, everybody I've talked to this week says that is what caught them off guard to start the week out. Well, it was. Um, it was in both beans and corn. And so, you know, even Reuters was checking it because they thought maybe there was a mistake. So is it possible, yeah, maybe the crop was being understated for conditions and they finally caught it, picked it back up, or was it mistaken? It's just being overrated. Even with that uh, 11% improvement in good to excellent, um, in the WASI report, supply demand report, we noticed that not even the eastern corn belt could make up for the western side. And, um, you know, the stock still came down. Production uh, on corn, for example, was um, took everybody by surprise that NAS had lowered the yield um, down to 174.6. And, you know, the average guess was 176.9, right in line with FC Stone or Stone X. And but you know we have to keep in mind the somebody's selling this market when it tries to get these zinging rallies, and who is it? Well, you know the Eastern Corn Belt looks pretty good, and therefore um, those traders. There's a lot of traders, even though the uh, Board of Trade is no longer hardly working. Um, you know the there's still those traders, and they drive around the countryside over the weekends, and they find that wow, the crop does look pretty good, and they think that's the whole world, so they're dismissing. And we've talked about the Western Corn Belt, especially the Northern Plains, so much that some of that's already priced in anyway. So the market is still meandering. Somebody's selling it. And, you know, China's, um, they had some reports come out as well yesterday. And, of course, kind of trying to, make it look a little more rosier than it really is. And, um, you know, they've had all this flooding in um, five major provinces that are large producers of grain, corn, wheat, soybeans, um, rapeseed. And in the meantime, you know, a lot of people have been lost. There's been death loss uh, from what we're reading about and also um, hog loss, uh, poultry and pigs. So, you know, they talk about how they aren't going to need as much meal. They're not feeding as much and all that. That may be true, but what are you feeding if your wheat crop is in trouble? And, um, you know, global supplies fell 11 million metric tons. Well, most of that was out of China and um, 11.6, I believe. So, you know, what are you going to feed these these animals? Um so they may be inferring that there is a loss of animal numbers, and so we just have to wait it out. But I wouldn't underestimate China at all that they're in the process of, you know, they sell every rally we get and, and then try to stall the market because 
they are thinking that harvest will be here soon and then they'll be able to get prices, prices will drop and they'll be able to buy it cheaper. So I think that, I think that when I look at, um, the market, um, I think that when I look at the market here, I look at soybeans. This morning, there was a sale to unknown destinations. And it was 326,200 metric tons. Well, that's kind of interesting because 326,000 metric tons, and it all went to unknown destinations. But 326,000 metric tons of that sale was for 21.22. 200 metric tons was for immediate shipment in the next two weeks. But obviously, they didn't want us to know who they were. It means it has to be someone pretty good sized. Um, because if it was a small entity, you wouldn't think so much of it. So it's either got to be China, Brazil, possibly Mexico. But it wouldn't surprise me it's more one of the other two. Could be Argentina. But it had, it took attention. The market rallied nicely on beans and, you know, Corn um, production month, reproductive month, is July. And so what damage has been done to corn, you can't replace. So now it's how we finish the crop. In the meantime, you have uh, soybeans, and August is bean month. And so here we are with this bean market. And I, I kind of think the bean market looks like it's wanting to try to grind its way higher. It definitely has been nice, Sue, to be able to see the appetite picking up and, and the export numbers continuing to come in. We're going to get into the habit, though, of expecting to see something new every single morning. Yes, I think so, too. They've been giving us smaller sales. But this one, you know, the others, yeah, they were China and also uh, unknown destinations. But this one caught the eye when there was a small amount for immediate shipments. It only got two weeks to get it there. And so I thought that was rather interesting. Well, stick around, folks. We have a lot more coming up as we continue on the Fontenelle Final Bell. We're going to take a look a little bit more about what's been happening within this the market trade as we, we look at corn, the wheat, and the continued demand that's going to be there for the soybeans. We, as we've talked this week, there's been issues in South America. But on the spin side of that, what does all this demand mean for our livestock producers as they continue to market into the fall months for their livestock and feed supply needs? More is coming up. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Dealer. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as we're continuing the conversation with Sue Martin, who's with Ag and Investment out of Clarion, Iowa. So looking, we left off talking about some of these export numbers and stuff that has come in. Global appetite for American products is picking up, especially now that I understand we're cheaper than South America. Well, that's true. Uh, we are. And, you know, there is one thing, you know, demand's going to be good. Um, the concern will be how we finish August and move into the fall in September because water levels are dropping on, you know, the main uh, waterways, you know, the Mississippi and the Missouri. And, and so that could slow down barge traffic, which means takes it a little bit to get it out the door a little bit. So we need to keep an eye on that. But uh, demand is pretty good right now. It, um, 
it's picking up, but it should. And in the meantime, Argentina can't ship because their Paraná River water levels are so low and they need to dredge, um, so they're not getting much out the door. And that means Brazil. Well, Brazil's maybe getting pretty much mostly shipped out. And while China has been buying beans in Brazil, I wouldn't be surprised but what China is also trying to keep the market at bay here. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they're in our market selling and trying to hold the market from getting too much higher because they know while they try to tell you one story, don't believe them. <laughs> they need everything that, I mean, they just have had horrific weather. Some of their weather has been as bad as last year's. So, and now they're talking the lower river valley to um, basically have some uh, heavy rains again. Well, that's the area that, you know, was part of that flooding last year on the Three Gorges Dam. So I think that um, China's, you know, they're the bigger player, no doubt. But there's a lot of other demand. And when you talk about COVID or the Delta variant going on around the world and picking up, well, here you go. Um, will the world lock down again? They say China is starting to lock down. Well, if they are, what happens? That means stuff doesn't get out the door. And um, we still get some products from them and supplies, but um, they've already banned. Yeah, they've already banned exports. And so, you know, of fertilizers and, you know, the price of fertilizer just keeps going up. I think imports aren't or inputs aren't going down. I think they're going to get stronger. Look, is there a global shortfall for wheat this year, Sue? Say that one more time. I missed it. Is there a global shortfall for wheat this year? Well, I think we're working on that. Um, you know, you've got global stocks dropping. They were dropping from last year into this year and then this year now into next year. And, you know, of course, a bigger chunk of that is China. Um, so I do think that, and you've got Russia with some issues. And so that's a concern. Ukraine, maybe not so much. But um, you've got too much rain in parts of uh, France, Germany. So there's a concern. The other thing that might be more of a concern or with time is quality um, because of the protein levels and, and uh, quality of wheat that uh, is available. But the, they're starting to see some drying of weather over in parts of Europe. But here again is um, another, and it, you know, France is uh, Europe's largest exporter of wheat. So it's, it's, it's like Mother Nature's just been picking at the whole world. The one that hasn't been picked at is Australia this year. And, of course, their exports are doing very well, but we don't seem to have a lot of attention on them. Canada is another country, of course, that's going to, I think they're going to be importing feed from the U.S. But if you look at coarse grains, corn, and wheat, all three have uh, tightened, not only in the U.S., but globally. But then you look at uh, rice, and rice tightened in the U.S., but not globally. So if you get that one starting to come around to where it commingles along with uh, the other three, that, could, that should set the stage for a very bullish market. As we get ready to wrap up, Sue, from a livestock perspective, all this buying and, and happenings in the market, what are we seeing as some of the biggest concerns? Well, I think in the livestock market, if you look at the hog market, the the 
slaughter has been down. Um, you know, the USDA pig crop report showed that we should be 4% greater than last year in our slaughter, and instead we're running 2% less. I think what was underestimated was the effects of PERS and and uh, PED virus, but especially the PERS. I talked to a client yesterday, in fact, and he was telling, and he custom uh, feeds for um, an entity, and he said that in his building, so far he has been losing pigs, and he said he's probably out of 1,250 head. He'll lose 200. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Well, our number is 1-800-527-0051. And y'all have a great day. That's the Fontenelle Final Bell brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers on the Rural Radio.